service is the final part and service is the skill set. So we talked about care, which is the heart set that's to do with intention. Uh, value is your mindset, which is to see how you can actually add value to them. Okay, figure out that way. And then the final pass is service and service is the actual action, the follow through behind all of that, right? So you have the intention, you have to figure out what the value is. Where's the follow through? That's your skill set. So now you have to use all of your skills and like, uh, you know, Craig talked about your resources and your relationship that you have, everything that you're bringing to the conversation, to the relationship. You use that to actually go ahead and actually follow through and, and give them that resource, share that conversation, you know, into make that introduction or whatever it is that you need. You actually go ahead and do it. You serve them. Welcome to the Leadership Junkies podcast brought to you by Cartavera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business and grow your life. We're also excited to now be a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And today we have another conversation about one of our favorite topics and one so important to all of you, which is relationship building. We've got Talal Gondal with us. He comes to us from England and he's got a book called Turbocharged Networking. And it is not like most of the books you've seen before before on networking. It's about the foundation of human connection. The three foundation he's talking with us about today are caring, genuinely caring for other people, about adding value and about service. Service being really get into action of service, not just talking about service, but what are the actions we take to serve others? He's gonna talk about how critical it is to not just be curious with people, but to be curious in the world. The idea of creating safe space for these human connection conversations. And ultimately, he's going to talk about what he calls the power of having a savage mindset, being unbreakable, unshakable, and unstoppable. It is such a vital conversation, especially today, about the power and impact of relationships as we talk about the ways to build them. Leadership Junkies podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. We are so excited to be back here today. We have another guest today. It worked out this way. It's all meant to be. <laughs> Our guest earlier today was a, a person who talked about word of mouth referrals and networking. And today we have Talal Gondal with us. He's coming to us from Leicester, England in the UK. He's the author of the number one international best-selling book called Turbocharge Networking, where he shares the message that care, value, and service are the three turbochargers to build human connection, and that human connection is critical to networking and building authentic long-term relationships, something uh, we talk about regularly here. And Talal, he's a speaker now, and here's his mission. His mission is to help people cultivate the mindset and develop the skill set. So notice that already, mindset and skill set together to become world-class networkers, and this I love, in their personal lives and their business lives. So I love already this integrated mindset. His passions are building relationship equity, creating holistic success, cultivating, here's one new one, a savage mindset. <laughs> and I do have to share this because we talked about a little bit off air. 
in addition to his work in turning the world into turbocharged networkers and human connections, Talal is a math lecturer, a boxing coach, reads nonfiction, and is a big fan of UFC. And if you don't know what that is, go check it out. If you know what it is, you're already a fan of Talal. <laughs> so welcome, Talal. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate it. That was, that was an awesome introduction. <laughs> yeah, great to have you here. So, so give everybody a little bit of the backstory that brings us here today. Sure. So let's go back to 2015 because that's where it starts. We have to go back to June 2015. It was a nice, bright, sunny day. And we don't get many of those here in England. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was, it was something special. Yes. Yeah. So th this was something special. And um, so I, I wake up, I'm excited and um, I uh, grab my stuff. I get ready. I leave for work. I get to work and um, I'm just, you know, unpacking, you know, taking my laptop out, putting my notes down, you know, what I'm about to teach the day. Cause I was working as a maths teacher, as a maths lecturer. And so I'm, I'm organizing myself for the day when suddenly I'm ushered into the manager's office and uh, there's this, there's this aura of tension. We, we don't really know what's going on. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm like, what, 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 what could be going on this early in the morning? And uh, I literally just got here. But anyway, I walk into the manager's office and it's not just me. It's everybody there. It's like 20 other people who are gathered in the manager's office. And uh, suddenly two executives walk in and uh, they just announce, goodbye. You've all lost your jobs. We're closing down the whole place. Wow. So you're free to go. That's Ouch. it. Um, yeah. Talk about brutal, right? <laughs> and um, so that was a huge shock. I mean, everybody was, you know, the people were upset. People were crying. People were not sure what to do. Um, you know, I, some people were angry. I, I know I was in shock. I was angry. I was going through this whole sort of like orgy of emotions and not really knowing, you know, what to make of it and what to, you know, uh, how to process it, etc. And, uh, you know, I wonder if anybody here in the audience can actually relate to that, you know, suddenly hearing some really big, shocking news that you just don't expect, you have no experience yeah. of, you don't know how to process it. You feel lost, right? You just feel lost. You don't know where to go. And so in that moment of like confusion um, and uh, not being sure what I need to do and feeling lost, I kind of reached out to everybody I knew at the time, like, hey, I just heard the news, uh, you know, turns out I've just lost my job. I don't know what to do next. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, if you have any advice, you know, I'd love to hear it. And um, I pretty much got the same response from everybody, which is quite interesting. right? Um, everybody kind of turned around and said, hey, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sure things would work out for you, you know, um, and, uh, you know, be strong, keep your head up, keep your chin up, et cetera. Yeah. And that was my first sort of encounter with this idea that the people I'm hanging around with have reached a certain level of success. The people that I'm hanging around with, they have, you know, a, a certain uh, mindset. They are surrounded by the same group of people that I know. And so they can't help me in this difficult situation. They don't have the contacts. They don't have access to opportunities. They don't have access to resources. They don't have access to, you know, people uh, that they could have connected me with, right? So that was the first time I encountered it. And that's when I realized, you know what? I need to hang around different people. <laughs> and that's, that was my introduction to the world of networking. And so, you know, I, I, I just kind of went on Facebook and started joining some online groups, um, you know, like self-development group and, and things like that. 
and I met some amazing people. And that led to me starting my YouTube channel because I thought, hey, I'm learning so much from these guys. And I love to hear these, share these conversations with others, you know, like this podcast that, that we're on right now. I love to share these interviews and these conversations with other people so they can learn too. And um, that, you know, really started to scale. And, um, you know, I, I didn't become an overnight YouTube superstar. Okay. Uh, you know, so I, I, I've thrown my hands up on that one. I, di I didn't scale that, but I did scale lots of relationships. I made amazing people. I, I met, met like top influencers, uh, you know, top thought leaders, top experts in their industries. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was friends with them. We were exchanging emails. They were giving me their time. They were giving me advice. We were, you know, exchanging gifts and, that like I sat down and I was just like, how did that happen? Let's let, let's go back and, and pick this apart a bit. So you you walk in and you and a group of people lose your job. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, it's happened to others. It can be shocking. And you naturally, I think, well, I, I'm not sure for you. It seemed natural to reach out to say, how can people help me? Not everybody thinks it's natural. A lot right. of people just go start applying first. So I'm curious to start with, why was your first instinct to reach out to people? I guess, Jeff, the main thing for me was that I heard the news and I was just lost. I was just confused. Um, and I didn't know really what to do next. And my, you know, the, the first sort of instinct I had, the first sort of thought I had was just like, I need to, I need to tell somebody. Right. I need to reach out to somebody. Um, and so my friends at the time and then the people I knew, I just reached out to them. And it's like, hey, just heard the news. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling lost. Um, and, and that was just my first instinct. And uh, it, it wasn't something that was planned. It wasn't something that, you know, I had thought about before. Like in this situation, I will definitely reach out to X, Y and Z. Like there's no plan <laughs> in place. It was just like a natural instinct. Like, I need to I need to talk to somebody right now because I don't know what to do. I'm feeling lost. Um, and so that's why I reached out to people. Uh, but I guess that, you know, for a lot of people right now, because of the, the global economic contraction that we're facing because of COVID, they might be able to relate to this. They might have lost their job. They might have faced a, a contraction in their business, um, you know, and so they, they're, they're at that stage where they're feeling lost. They're not really sure they're struggling. And uh, again, my advice to them would be, hey, you need to reach out to other people. You need to let them know what you're going through. Because, you know, if you just keep it all by yourself, you, you're not going to be able to solve the problem because you could have solved the problem. You would have solved it by now, right? right? You could have done something about it. You would have done it by now. You need somebody else to point you in the right direction. So reach out to people and you need to talk to them. You need to explain to them what's going on. I think that you really hit something important there that doesn't always get talked about. And that is the sometimes natural resistance we have to sharing bad news. I mean, I like to believe that I'm always vulnerable, but there are times that I hesitate and, and, and hold back that piece. And that's the key to getting the help I need is to say, hey, I could, here's what's going on. Can you help me? And I, I often don't think about how often people, especially in a job loss situation, are trying to do it all themselves because they don't want people to know or they don't want people to know that they need help. They got, I got to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll get the next thing. Um, so was there resistance for you in that or did you just do it despite the resistance? Jeff, I guess in a way there was resistance um, because, you know, we all kind of fear judgment, don't we? We fear yeah. that judgment. Like if I tell other people, they're going to think of me just like, oh, he lost his job. 
uh, he wasn't, you know, he was, he's, he's not good enough or, you know, they might have other things that, that, that they, they might think about, but might not voice. And then I fear that I fear that they're going to hold back. They're going to treat me differently. They're going to look at me differently. Right. And so our relationships are going to change. Our friendships are going to change. Uh, and, and I guess to some extent, we all fear that we all have that sort of reservations, that resistance inside of us. But my point is that if you keep it all within yourself, um, it will only drive you down even further because like i said if you could have solved the situation yourself you would have done it right <laughs> yeah if you had the solution you would have done it yeah you can't solve the problems with the same thinking that got you in the for in the first place <laughs> although you know working for exactly. somebody else and, and then shutting down the company that's not something that's your fault no yeah no of course not. well it is interesting because you know one of the things over the years i i was telling someone this story recently and when i used to live in cleveland ohio I built this incredible brand as a career coach. There was just one problem with that. I wasn't <laughs> a career coach. <laughs> and I did that. I didn't do it on purpose because I was always helping people in job transition. And I was always meeting with people. And I started doing some talking to job seekers groups. Just it was a give back for me. Then everybody thought I was a career coach and I wasn't. And it <laughs> didn't really, it is actually quite a challenge. But one of the things that kept coming up is, people were so hesitant to actually ask for help. Mm. So they would network, but never ask for anything. <laughs> and they would just hang out with people and say, you know, well, I'm having a lot of coffee. I'm having a lot of meals, <laughs> but nothing's happening. And then I found out they really weren't getting something from those people. And they felt hesitant to ask for something because they felt like they hadn't earned it. Mm -hmm. which is part of the challenge is if you haven't built the relationships, that is a reality. Sometimes it's hard to use a relationship as you're building it. And yeah. I'm wondering if you ran into that. Yeah. So Jeff, the great thing is that with relationships, um, we need to realize that let's say the situation was reversed. Let's say somebody else had lost their job or lost their business. or they were struggling uh, maybe in their personal life, it doesn't have to be about business and jobs, you know, in their career, it could be about their personal life. And they turn around to you and suddenly say, hey, man, I need some help. I'm really struggling here. What would your reaction be? Wouldn't you want to naturally help them? Wouldn't yes. you want to be just like, hey, you know what? I've got 30 minutes at the end of the day. I'd love to just sit down and talk to you. Tell me what's going on, man. I'm here for you, right? right. And the thing is, that's our natural reaction. That's how human beings actually work. <laughs> our natural reaction is to reach out and, and help somebody who might be struggling. Um, but if when it care. comes to, you know, yeah, if you care. And so when it comes to networking, I guess the, the, the key piece here is how did you actually build that relationship, right? So I believe, like I talk about in my book, and you mentioned in the introduction as well, I believe in three things. I believe in care, value, and service, right? Care, value, and service, I believe, are critical to building that human connection. Because if you, you have to, I, I, I really believe that you cannot connect with anybody in any other capacity unless you connect with them first at a human level. Right. Right. So when you're building that relationship, how did you build it? Like, did you come from a place of care, value and service? Did you really work on building that human connection? So when you finally got to a situation when you were struggling, when it was difficult, when it was hard and you needed help, when you reached out to them and said, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually struggling here. 
you know, they felt like, oh, wow, no, 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 I, I do need to help Jeff. I do need to help Craig because, you know, this is a difficult time for them. And they have shown that they have, they care for me. They came from a place of value. They've actually added some value to me. They came from a place of service. And now it's my turn to give back. It mm-hmm. triggers that reciprocity impulse, right? Um, and so this is what you want to do. That's the right way of doing it. The first you invest in building the relationship. First, you come from a place of care value and service. First, you build that human connection. And then when you do need to rely on that relationship to you know, ask for advice or, or get you out of a, a yep. tricky situation, um, then you can actually go and leverage that relationship. But it first comes from how did you approach the relationship? You have to come from a place of care value and service. So I want to talk more. I do want to go in a deeper dive into the care value and service mindset and the skill sets for that. Um, but I want to go back to something you said, which I think is really a great reminder. You're talking about how good it feels to help someone else. And as Craig knows, I tend to say things intentionally provocative. <laughs> there are generally some level of truth to them. And one that I use in this context is that when I, when I choose not to ask for help, I'm actually being selfish mm. because right. everybody feels good helping someone else but I'm not going to share and let someone help me. So I'm depriving people of an opportunity to feel good and to be of service, which is, you know, it is selfish. I'm doing it because I don't want them to feel like I need it. I'm afraid of their judgment. So it's all about me. And that just saying that out loud tells me it's not really relational because I'm making this about me and I'm not allowing the relationship to happen. And it's scary. You know, when we're in a difficult time, it can be scary. And I think it's important to remember, you know, is this about me? You know, how am I really making myself selfish in this relationship, which isn't really relational? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with that, Jeff. Um, We have the power to make sure that we make the right choices. Um, and, and that's why the mindset of care, value, and service is so important, um, that when you are actually trying to build a relationship, whether that is with a client, whether that is, you know, with a mentor, whether that is with a coach, whether that is, you know, with, uh, with, with your employees, whether that's with your team, whether that is with personal relationships. Whenever we're trying to work on building a relationship, the thing is, it has to be intentional. It has to be purposeful. Right. We cannot just like it, it's, it's, it's not it can't be random it, it, and, and definitely it cannot have an ulterior motive or agenda attached to it. Um, it's really about, you know, focusing on building that human connection, because once you connect with somebody else at a human level, that is when it really opens up the possibility for you to go into and connect with them at, at different capacities. You know, whether that is as a coaching client, whether that is, um, you know, as as a, as a um, you know, an employee or uh you know, uh, a mentor or a coach or, uh, you know, your boss, your manager, um, you know, your personal relationship, whatever it is, first, you need to connect with them at a human level. And then so you need this mindset. And, uh, you know, there's three pieces to it, you know, care, value and service. And we've talked about it a little bit, but if it's okay, I'll, I'll just go a little bit, uh, you know, be, take you behind the scenes of what actually all that means. Yeah, so let's do this. Let's talk, let's break them down, though. So let's talk, you've already said several times, care, value and service. Talk to us about care. We'll ask some questions. Let's do each one separately then rather than putting them all together. Absolutely. So the first one is care, which I believe is um, your heart set. It's your intention. 
Uh, it's, you know, the, the fact that when you actually talk to somebody, what, what sort of, you know, stance are you approaching it from? Um, and I believe it depends on your intention. And so care really refers to your intention of actually approaching that person and genuinely caring about them, genuinely wanting to know what they're all about, genuinely wanting to know what they're struggling with. What are their pain points? What are they excited about? What's going on in their world? You know, what are they working on? What are they focused on? You know, what, what, what are their challenges? What are their goals? Really caring about the other person at a human level and wanting to just connect with them, just connect with them. And in a way, I, you know, I, I, I phrase it as it's, it's trying to connect your soul to their soul and and that sounds a little bit like you know sort of spiritual but i think there's there's really a lot of power behind it that when you genuinely show up with a clear intention of just i want to connect with you as a person i want to know who you are genuinely i want to know what you're all about what makes you tick then that is the 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 heart set that's that's where your heart needs to be that's your that's what your intention needs to be so that's the first piece Sounds like there's some curiosity in there too. You need to be yeah. curious about, you know, if you're you're caring about them, but you're also interested, you know, you're asking a lot of questions from your perspective. You're saying, okay, tell me more about this, tell me more about that. So that curiosity, genuine curiosity has an impact there. Absolutely, Craig. Uh, I, the curiosity um, and the second piece to that is being more interested than trying to be interesting yourself. Yeah. And those two, um, I, I definitely talk uh, as um, uh, I, t- I talk about them in my book, and I refer to them as the seven golden rules of networking. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. there's curiosity. There's, uh, you know, um, the other one is being more interested than trying to be interesting yourself, and also being genuine and authentic. You can't yeah. fake this stuff, right? Um, <laughs> For we, sure. Yeah, you can't fake it. Um, we have research from the University of New South Wales that that shows that we have a very highly evolved sense of intuition. We can sense when somebody has an agenda. We can sense when somebody is not being true. There's something there. You might not be able to voice it, right? You might not be able to put it into words, but you can sense it, okay? And we also know that from research that your sense of intuition only gets better through exposure and experience. So the more people you connect with, the more people you network with, the better you are at actually sussing out people who are not being genuine. Gotcha. Well, one thing you had in there, I want to highlight for everyone in the bio, I talked about how you're talking about people building these human connections, both in their personal lives and their business lives. And as you're answering these questions, you're not separating them. You're just saying the person, which (laughs) can be about them. And it's about their, it's all of it. It's very holistic. And I think that's an interesting uh, mindset. It's a critical one because so often people get caught up in the business conversation as if that's all that person is. And to me, if we're having right. only a business conversation, even if I'm just, even if I'm curious, genuinely, authentically curious about business, I'm, it feels transactional to me when I never open the, the portal or the opportunity to the personal conversation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that, Jeff. And uh, the 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 thing is this: that when, for example, when when we are on this call, the three of us are on this call, where we're recording this podcast. The fact is, we're the same people, right? We 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 can go into our businesses and we can deal with all the people there, our clients, our employees, our teams, you know, whoever. And then when we go to our personal lives. 
you know, we're, we're dealing with our loved ones, our families, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues. I mean, at the end of the day, we're the same person. Why does it have to be separate? I, I you know, right. I, I, I almost don't understand why it has to be two separate things. And I feel that, you know, networking is actually all about building human connection and, and uh, you're building human connection with every interaction you have. That's yep. not, you know, a separate thing for business and your personal life right? It's the same thing. You're building that human connection, no matter what, no matter who you're talking to. And so the, the, the idea of, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, isolating the networking side to just your business or sales or career or, you know, your job or whatever, I believe it actually stagnates the relationship building. So I, I know some, I've got some other questions, but I know they're probably going to come up in these other areas of value and service as well. So you talked about caring. Tell us about where is value in this? What's sure. value about? Sure. So first thing we talked about was care, which was your heart set, your intention, right? The second piece to that is value. And value is your mindset. Value is about your mindset. So value is about your thinking of how you can help the other person, okay? Who do they need you to be right now, right? What do they need you to do for them right now, okay? So it's really coming from like, what, what can I give back? What can I give them, okay? What they need from me right now? And that's the mindset piece, that your intention is there. You really care about the person. You want to be authentic. You want to be, you know, uh, genuine. And um, you, you, you really want to connect with the other person. But then there's the value piece. Like, what can you actually do for them? Right? You need to figure that out next. Okay? And so you can ask yourself a bunch of questions. Like, is there something that I can help them with directly? Myself. Can I connect with them with somebody who might be able to help them or support right. them? Can I share a resource or direct them to, you know, a, a place or, um, you know, somewhere where they can go and, and get answers for the questions that they're looking for? Uh, maybe I don't have the knowledge. Maybe I don't have the skills. Maybe I don't have the resources that I can, uh, you know, help them with right now. But where can I go to get, get them? Maybe I can get the knowledge somehow. Maybe I can get access to those resources. Maybe I can figure out, you know, this one thing that they're really struggling with, and then I, I, can, I can share it with them. And so it's really, you know, showing up and figuring out what can you do? How can you make a deposit in that relationship? Okay, how can you actually build relationship capital? How can you build relationship equity? And that's the mindset piece that you're 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 coming from a place of giving. You're not just there, but like what what can they do for me? Or you know, I want to I want to have this contract sorted from them. I want to get this sale. I want to make sure that I do. You really want to say, well, what can I give them? Yeah. So one piece of that that I've discovered is that a lot of people it's hard for them to get out of business mindset even as the recipient of the value. Because a question that I've been asking for years of people, it's, it's changed a little bit, is some version of how can I help you? What's one thing I can do for you? And typically they hear it as a business question yep. and there may not be anything. So I said, I realized I had to kind of educate them. So instead of, I'll say, you know, um, and by the way, it could be anything. You know, what's going on in your world? Because you never know, I might know someone, I might have some resource. So, and, and plus I would also use my own questions in terms of, you know, sharing more openly with them. But I found that people are really stuck often in this, well, this is a business thing, mm. but eventually as the relationship builds, they can start to say, oh, it's that. And I think there's, it's so important that 
I can play a role when someone says, well, they didn't tell me anything. I couldn't help. <laughs> they didn't give me something. Right. I think we have to help people accept help in a really authentic way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Create that safe I, I space. Agree. And I agree. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that was something, um, you know, again, that, that I, I talked about in one of my articles that I wrote. Um, and um, it, it's about emotional safety, you know, yeah. having, having emotional safety for them to open up. I, mean, I think that's really important because like you say, a lot of people are in the business mindset. They, they think that, you know, that's all key you're, you're, you're trying to connect them with because that's what everybody else does. When they're talking to them, it's all about business. It's all about sales. It's all about numbers. It's all about, you know, money. And so when they talk to you and you're being an authentic networker, you're, you're really trying to build that human connection. You're coming from a place of care, value and service. They, 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 they still have their shields up. So they, they feel like, oh, this is going to be just like the other conversation I had the other day. And so that's really important that you create the emotionally safe space. And, you know, I think that's a great way of doing it, Jeff, where you actually talk to them and you're just like, hey, I'm not, I'm not really here to just drive the numbers and the sales. And the, we're not just here for the money and the business. I really just want to know what's going on in your world. And I love that question. You know, what's going on in your world? Because it's quite open, right? They can, it allows them the space to share whatever they want. Um, and similarly, you, you know, uh, can share what's going on in your world openly. Um, but a lot of times I totally agree with you. There, there are people where you have to kind of say, well, like, well, this conversation is going to be different, bro. This is not going to be like the conversation <laughs> you had, you know, the places. This is going yeah. to be a different conversation because I genuinely want to, find out what's going on so you know tell me about what's going on you know in your in your personal life what are your goals for next year um you know what are your health goals what are your spiritual goals and one of the things i talk about in my book are like the 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 seven circles of your life and you can ask questions around those seven circles of your life you know the your your spiritual life your personal life your finances your health um your career your business your job yeah when we show our vulnerability first it, it helps them to to know that it's a safer space and I think Absolutely. that's an important comment, both of you, to highlight for folks. I believe, I really genuinely believe this. The only way I can create a safe space is by going first. Yeah. Maybe with, maybe with some of my questions, I can help demonstrate it. But ultimately, I think modeling here is so essential. Yeah. And often I will do that in even first conversations. Yep. Just sort of turn off all the filters. And when someone asks a question, answer it really honestly. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm going to unload on them, but I, it might <laughs> seem like it. But answering you know, deeply. Answer really deeply. And so if they say, you know, how's things with business? You know, it, it, there's challenges. I'm not going to say, oh, business sucks, but I'm also not going to say, oh, it's rocking, man. Mm, I'm yeah. going to say, I got to tell you, it's, it's a difficult season. Yeah. Because right now I'm saying, and, and I've had people say, oh, this is going to be a real conversation. Go, yeah, it is. That's the only kind I want to have. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, no time for the fluff, right? Oh. Uh, so I mean, one more thing I want to talk about before we go on to service, and this might be getting into service. They'll also tell me, I was, as I was listening to you and our guest earlier this morning, it struck me that something I don't think it's talked about a lot is, I need to be curious about the person I'm talking to, but I, what helps me is to be curious about the world because being curious about the world allows me to gather a lot of these resources. Cause I'm always looking at things, listening, things, reading things. In fact, recently someone said to me, they're, they're struggling in a grief situation. 
It's, it's, it's a gr pure grief issue. And I, I, I was able to listen, but I said, you know, are you open to some thoughts? And they said, yeah. And I said, you know, here's a person who studies grief, who a friend had told me about, and here's a video about grief that I had done. So I had like three things that I wouldn't have had if I walked through life with a lack of curiosity. Yeah. Cause I need to have something to bring to the table. And there's only two things Such I can bring resources yeah. and people. So I think yeah. it's important to remember part of the curiosity is about the world. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. I've been a Beta Gamma Sigma member for the last 20 years. If you're looking to hire, the right candidate is closer than you think. Beta Gamma Sigma is the International Business Honor Society, exclusively for students at the top of their class in the top 5% of business schools in the world. BGS members are academic achievers, skilled leaders, and experienced problem solvers, and their skills and experience extend beyond the classroom. They hold chapter leadership positions, attend global business summits, complete ethics trainings, and engage in world-class internships with top corporations. When you hire a Beta Gamma Sigma member, you are truly hiring the best in business. For more information, email bgshonors at betagammasigma.org to learn more about how to hire BGS members. Welcome back. Our, our relationships also become our assets in so many different ways. You know, Talal, you were talking about how those relationships help us when, you know, we're looking for a job or something like that. But we also, as connectors, look at it as this is what I am bringing to the table when I meet a new person. When I meet you, Talal, now you're saying that you want to learn about this or you want to do this or, you know, you need help in this area. Now I can say, you know, like Jeff was talking about, I have these resources. There are these people in my network. And, you know, like you were saying, Jeff, when we're curious, we, we've kind of gathered these different resources along the way. Totally makes sense. And that's what we bring in. And that's what we offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the, 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 the point that Jeff made, I think it's a fantastic point. And I just want to, you know, go a little bit, a uh, little bit deeper on that is the fact that, you know, curiosity is not a button that you turn on when you actually enter a conversation with somebody, right? It's, it's a part of you, yeah. right? It's a part of you. You or go not. around the world. You, well, hopefully, hopefully yeah. it is. Um, and, and I think, you know, if, if somebody says that curiosity is not a part of them, um, I, I wonder what happened because, you know, yeah. as children, we're all very curious, right? We all want to know yeah. why, why, why? And there's like 5 million whys behind every why. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, all you have to do is just go to any, any you know, have a conversation with any four-year-old and, and, you know, you, you know what I mean. But I think curiosity is just a big part of it, right? Like it's, it's, it's a part of it. You just want to know more about the world. You want to explore different ideas, different concepts, different frameworks, different structures, how people operate, what are they thinking? Why do they think that, et cetera. And so that allows you in a way to, uh, you know, gather those uh, resources or those relationships that you can then bring to the next conversation. Talal, I love that you mentioned children and curiosity because I think people need to remember that. <laughs> we're born curious yes. we're born curious and something happened i think parents happen largely <laughs> i think you know because parents got tired of the why and started you know gave them four whys and then they went to because i said so i really think that's a lot to it and we also have a lot of our infrastructure that's around answers and not curiosity in fact i i gave a, a really brief talk a couple of months ago to a networking group and said if you want to build effective relationships 
you need like you need to be the almost obnoxious four-year-old <laughs> which means be that four-year-old that kind of says why why tell me more tell me more yeah. of course you don't want to be the why when you're obnoxious but you know be that four-year-old mm. and just ask a bunch of why questions i love why questions yeah. i love like one question i keep asking people regularly it's fascinating is somehow I'll come up and say but oh, where'd you go to school and i'll say they'll tell me and i'll say and if i know something about the school i'll ask but then i'll say so what was your major and they'll tell me i'll say why was that and then here's the really fun part. I said, did you ever change your major? It's fascinating. And I'll say, absolutely, I did. No one ever asked me that. Because like it stops at the school maybe. And then they're telling me about yeah. when I went through this change and I realized I really love this. And now they're telling me about a life experience. Why is such a powerful <laughs> question when it is genuine and authentic? Some people yes. would, would hesitate yeah. with that and just say, you know, I don't want to ask why all the time because I don't want to be the inquisitor. I don't want to feel like, you know, it's I'm, I'm imposing on them and it's it's a grilling. But on the other hand, if you don't care about them enough to ask those questions, your your relationship is not going to go deeper. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think when we um, when we're trying to connect with with somebody, um, it's um, it's 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 really important that we understand the 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 framework of how the other person might be feeling you know we talked about creating that emotional safety emotionally safe space um and so you know we 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 sometimes feel that if we ask too many why questions um they're going to get intimidated it's like what, what's this person about why are they asking me yeah. so many personal questions you know what and so you know it's really important that we do understand that there's there's a framework around it um, when we're asking those questions and, and, you know, it's not just coming across as just like we're, we're, we're trying to grill them uh, because right. that's obviously sending the wrong impression. The shields are going to go up and, you know, you, all the work you've done so far that, that that's going to get lost. <laughs> what you really want to do is you want to, um, you really want to, you know, like you say, lead the the conversation you can uh, actually you know share some of your stuff it's like oh yeah you know i remember when i was uh, at university and I, I had such a hard time deciding my major I, I just like i didn't know what to do i i was kind of torn between financial economics and and uh, you know business management and i just couldn't decide and you know i wonder if you had a similar experience you know what, what, what's your story tell me about how you chose your major yeah and that allows you to then you know create a more of an emotionally safe space to do that because you know otherwise they can think of you as an obnoxious four-year-old just like why why <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I, I think the 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 idea um of um um asking questions it's really powerful um i guess it's just a matter of making sure you create an emotionally safe space yeah. for for people to uh be able to share openly and they feel okay to do that and like we said we mentioned intuition earlier didn't we we have the research that shows that you know people have a very strong sense of intuition we can tell when somebody's pushing an agenda we can tell when somebody's not being authentic so it's really important that you do that and and you know sometimes in the middle of a conversation with somebody you feel like oh you know i i think there is something here maybe there's a potential for us to talk you know more more about the business side of thing or make a sale or whatever um and uh, that 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 point you know essentially you can um, talk to them just like, hey, you know, I feel that there is something here that maybe I can share with you. Um, and, uh, you know, if, 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 if we're not having this con, this is not why I jumped on this call. This is not why we're here. But I feel like there's, there's something here that I might be able to help you with. So, you know, is it okay if we discuss that right now? 
Um, and so almost like you're, you're, um, you know, giving them a chance, you're, you're, you're giving them a chance to say no. And that is really powerful because it, it makes them feel safe. It creates the emotional safety for them to at least have the chance to be able to say, no, I don't want to have this conversation right now. And I think that's really powerful. Um, but you know, you, you, if, if you just kind of bulldoze through it and you're just like, okay, all right, let's switch. Let's go to the sales <laughs> script. And then, you know, that, yeah. that, that's where you're not being authentic. And then they'll sense that. Whether they voice it or not, they'll sense that their walls will go up and you'll feel the distance, right? You'll feel the emotional distance from there. So, Talal, let's switch gears. We're probably already there, but let's go over to service. We've talked about care. We've talked about value. Talk about the service among your three turbochargers for sure. networking. So service is the final part and service is the skill set. So we talked about care, which is the heart set that's to do with intention. Uh, value is your mindset, which is to see how you can actually add value to them. Okay, figure out that way. And then the final pass is service. And service is the actual action, the follow through behind all of that, right? So you have yeah. the intention, you have the figure out what the value is. Where's the follow through? That's your skill set. So now you have to use all of your skills and like, uh, you know, Craig talked about your resources and your relationship that you have, everything that you're bringing to the conversation, to the relationship, you use that to actually go ahead and actually follow through and, and give them that resource, share that conversation, you know, into make that introduction or whatever it is that you need, you actually go ahead and do it. You serve them. And that's the final part, which is service. Um, and it's not just service in the moment. I believe that, you know, service, if you, if you really want to have a long-term authentic relationship, it's the long-term value. It's a long, it's service over the long-term that you can actually provide them. Right. So it's the fact that, you know, it's not just the one introduction you're making It's figuring out like, oh, you know, when you go into the conversation, is, is there is there somebody else I can connect them with? Um, and each new conversation you have essentially allows you to add more to your Rolodex. And, you know, you are able to bring that Rolodex to the next conversation and you have to see, like, what can you do? So, like, the, I shared the story with the with the podcast uh, hosts and, um, you know, I, I didn't know them before. I met them for the first time when we were on the recording, but I was constantly in my mind. It's like, what, what can I what can I do for them? You know, how can I connect them? And there was something that I sensed and I made the connection and, you know, it's it's built into a, a friendship. Uh, and that's what you want to be able to do. You want to make sure that you follow through and you're able to add value over the long term because that gives them the other person who's who's in that conversation, in the relationship, it gives them a disproportionate ROI. I talk about it in my book. It's the disproportionate ROI that's really critical over the long term because just by knowing you, they're constantly getting more introduction. They're constantly getting access yeah. to the resources they wouldn't have had otherwise. They're constantly getting access to ideas, or constantly getting to you know um, access to opportunities and knowledge and technologies that they they wouldn't have had otherwise. Because yeah. you are coming from a place of care, value, and service. Um, you know you have the intention. You have figured out how you can actually help them. You're constantly thinking about that, and then you have a follow through. You're going ahead and you're actually following through and serving them. Yeah, a perfect example of that was uh, one of the one of my clients that turned into a good friend. It turned into a business partner. <laughs> um, I had basically introduced her to all of her executive team, and she was wow. able to bring them on over time and things like that. And she's like, "How how would I have a business without you?" You know, <laughs> so that's the kind of service we want to be in there. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, so, Law, there's something here in terms of skill sets that I, I want to talk about. 
you talked about the long haul of service, and that is important. Um, what I've also learned is because I'm someone who interacts with a lot of people, and what I've learned that I need to do is I need what the stuff I think about in the moment of service, I need to do right away. Mm. And it seems like a little thing, but it's not because if I'm talking to you today, and if I think, oh, you know what, I should introduce Talal to this person, a lot of times I'll write it down. But I've realized that if I don't do that in the next 24 hours or even less, yeah. it becomes this thing on my to-do list that mm. I might not get to. Right. And, you know, and it, I'd love to say it doesn't happen, but I guess the mantra I put in my own head is serve now. Mm. Just serve now. And one of the things I've, a, a little tip for folks is, and I, I teach this when I do business development coaching is to create buffers around your scheduled conversations and calls that are networking for follow-up, whether it's a handwritten note, it's an email, it's those introductions. So when we're doing in-person meetings, it might be, and if you have an assistant, I've said, have your assistant do it. So if you schedule lunch with me, have on your calendar, Jeff follow-ups on your calendar for after lunch. Cause I think we need to, you know, it's this, and Craig and I were talking about this in our prior guest. Yes, it's authentic. Yes, it's relational. And we can systematize yeah. our approach so we more consistently do the things that we're committed to doing. Yep, absolutely. I think you need to have a structure. You do need to have a, a system or a framework in place that allows you to have that follow through. Because if you're if you're networking, um, if you're connecting with people in your business with potential clients, etc., um, it's really easy to end up with a, a very long list of follow throughs, right? So you need a <laughs> right. system in place that allows you to do that because you know it, it, part of part of you know um, this uh, relationship building is your reputation. You're yeah. also building your reputation. Right. So if you don't have a strong system for allowing you to go and, and do that follow through, you're 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 actually risking your reputation. Your reputation is on the line. You want to make sure that your reputation actually strengthens and builds over time. You don't want it to deteriorate. So it's really important that you you understand that there is a reputation part to this as well. Right. When you're out there networking and building relationships with whomever, main thing is you do are also putting your reputation on the line. Yeah, so it's very important that you do that. Um, so, and so, uh, sorry, please go ahead. Yeah, there's something I, we talked about in the intro, and I have to ask about it. Sure. You said in your intro that one of your passions, in fact, super passions, yes, is cultivating a savage mindset. <laughs> what is because I've never heard that before. I really like it. I'm really drawn to it. What is the savage mindset? Savage mindset is consisting of three things. That's what I believe. It consists of three things. And it's all to do with you. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. Uh, it's all to do with you. And those three things are to be unbreakable, unshakable, and unstoppable. Hmm. That's what I believe a savage mindset is. And it's all about you. Um, so go through those one more time. Unbreakable. Unbreakable, unshakable, and unstoppable. Unstoppable. Nice. So um, now I'm curious, how do those relate to your relationship building? Put those into action in the relationship building context. Awesome. So I, I actually refer to it in several of my articles that I wrote on, on LinkedIn. <clears throat> and um, it's the fact that every relationship starts with you. 
you are the common denominator. And so you need to make sure that you are constantly working your, on yourself. You're building yourself. You're growing yourself. You're progressing yourself. You're keeping yourself in check. You're holding yourself accountable for everything that you're supposed to do right and everything that you did wrong. That is critical because your relationship that you have with yourself will then reflect the relationships that you have with other people. So the all relationships, the common denominator is you. And so you need to have a very strong, healthy relationship with yourself. And I believe that a part of that is having a savage mindset. You have to be unbreakable, unshakable, unstoppable. Because if I'm not those things, how can I possibly show up and serve others powerfully? Yeah. So many people forget to take care of themselves. And it's so, so important. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, so Lal, this has been such a, a, a nice bookend to a conversation mm-hmm. on a whole day of conversations on relationships and networking, in your case, on turbocharging your networking. So as we wrap up, we always want to let our guests have an opportunity to highlight or promote something. What is that for you, Talal? So thank you for that, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, the main thing is for people, um, if they want to go and find out more, then um, I would encourage them to go to www.turbochargenetworking.com. Uh, so no spaces, all is one word, turbochargenetworking.com. Uh, that's where they can go and dive a little bit deeper about what turbocharge networking is actually all about. They can learn more about the book. Um, and my book is also available on Amazon. Um, you know, UK and, and uh, you know, US, so they can actually get a copy of the book there. Um, and uh, also, if um, anybody wants to actually connect with me further and, and uh, talk about, uh, you know, uh, speaking opportunities or coaching opportunities, then we can do that too. But like I said, I, I like connecting with people at a human level first before we connect at any other level. So um, if they want to reach out to me, then uh, best place would probably be LinkedIn. Um, and uh, they can just search for Chalal Gondal. I believe there's only one of me, so that should be quite an easy one. Um, they can just reach out to me on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, I'd love to know more about what are people's biggest takeaways from this interview. And uh, more importantly, I'd love to know what they're working on, what they're curious about, what makes them tick. And uh, if there's any way that I can serve them, then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I serve them really powerfully too. Well, fantastic. We'll put all that in the show notes, Talal. We always wrap up with a couple questions. And my first question is, you've shared a lot today, um, lots of wisdom, but what's that closing nugget of wisdom to offer our listeners on relationships and networking? The biggest thing I want people to take away is the fact that networking, building relationships, it's all to do with building your human connection. And you're, you're doing that every single time, every communication, every interaction you have, you have the opportunity to build that human connection, to make a deposit in that relationship. And so if you treat every conversation that way, if you approach every interaction with that mindset, um, you, you will be able to find, uh, you know, the, the solutions and the answers to your questions um, and uh, the pathway to your goals so much more quickly. Yeah. And it is a perspective shift. It's, it's going for the, the long game, like you were talking about, rather than the, than the transaction. It's about the relationship, which is the longer game, the infinite game versus the transaction, which is that short game. You know, I want something now versus I want to build, you know, it's like 
I'm going to grab the, the egg or am I going to build the, the golden goose? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'll, uh, I always love wrapping up with this question. It's one of our favorites, most fun. Uh, let's talk about movies. What's that movie or that scene in a movie or a character that speaks to you about leadership or relationship building? Uh, that's a great question. And the one um, sort of character that I have always been fascinated by um, and I absolutely love um, is um, the, the actually, I'll, I'll mention the movie first. The movie is actually Lord of the Rings. Um, the specific re relationship, I mean, there's lots of relationships, obviously, in, in the movie with different characters. Uh, but uh, the relationship specifically that Frodo has yeah. Um, you know, with all the other people, they're, they're really special and specifically the relationship with his, uh, his, uh, sort of manservant Samwise, Samwise Gamgee is very special. Um, and, uh, the, you know, real testament to that is the scene right in the last movie where, mm -hmm. you know, they're climbing Mount Doom and Frodo just collapses out of exhaustion and he just can't carry on anymore. Um, and, you know, Samwise, you, you know, says something along the lines of, I cannot carry the ring for you. This is your burden to carry, but I can carry you. And he, yes. he puts him on his back and then climbs Mount Doom, an active volcano, no help, nobody else around. Um, and that relationship, that friendship, that, that is just so powerful. That scene is so powerful. It always hits me. Like I've seen this movie a few times and every single time my, my breath almost catches in my throat whenever I see this. Um, it's just so powerful to, um, you know, have, have somebody at the end of all things, at the end of when there's nobody else around, there's no yeah. hope. You don't even know you're going to make back alive and there's still somebody by your side and they're just like, I cannot carry this burden for you, but I will carry you to this active <laughs> volcano and we're going we're gonna to get rid of this thing together, right? That's yeah. really powerful. And I love that so much. And um, I, I, my, my, my aim is to try and replicate that relationship between Samwise and, and Frodo in all my relationships. That's, that's what I really want to do. It's just that's, so powerful for me. That's definitely one of my favorite movie series. And I even wrote on the top of my whiteboard, be a Frodo. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. A perfect finish to a conversation about human connection and relationships. And I'm walking away with those big three, care, value, and service. So thank you, Talal. Yep. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Craig. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and um, I, I, I'm so grateful that we got to connect together and, and, and share it with other people too. So I, I hope that people find value in what, what we talked about. I mean, that, that's the real goal here, that we're able to come and serve everybody else in your audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to your favorite podcasting app, rate us, give us some comments, share some love. It helps us to get our message out to more people. Thank you so much. If you enjoy the Leadership Junkies podcast and you want to grow your leadership, we have a new course for you called Become a Confident Leader. In this course, we will share some of the keys to becoming more confident in your leadership and also to become more impactful. Go to cartavera.com confident to find out more. See you on the inside. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit 
its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.